0: blog talk radio
1: hi everyone and welcome to the real estate investor goddesses podcast the podcast where real estate investing and pleasure meet i'm your host monique hom i'm here with my co-host extraordinaire denise cooper hi denise hello 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 And we have a very special guest today with us. We have the amazing Amanda Hahn, CPA, Um, and she's the Managing Director of Keystone CPA, Inc. She's had over 18 years of experience as a CPA with special emphasis in real estate, self-directed investing, and individual tax planning. Amanda has extensive Big Four public accounting experience in the lead tax group, servicing clients in the real estate industry. She provided tax consulting and tax compliance, compliance for companies engaged in land development, residential development, medical facilities, and conglomerate shopping malls. She's a badass. She's also a frequent contributor and educator to some of the nation's top investment companies and is a leading expert on retirement investing. And her cutting-edge tax strategies have been featured in prominent publications, including Time Magazine Online, BiggerPockets.com, Realtor Magazine, All Business, and AllBusiness.com. So She's certified by the California State Board of Accountancy, is a member of the prestigious American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, practicing in all 50 states. She's an expert on real estate investing and tax issues, and she's also a real estate investing goddess herself. She's invested in single family rentals condos and is passively invested in apartment syndications. She's amazing, and she's going to talk to us today about real estate investing for um you know tax benefits and tax issues for real estate investors.
2: so welcome, Amanda. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for having me, uh Monique and Denise and I have to say I've never been referred to as a goddess, so that was a nice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you it's are. It's always the first
0: time for everything. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I like that. No,
0: <laughs> so
1: you're welcome. We believe every woman has at least a drop of the divine in her.
2: So that
1: makes her that makes her goddess. Um, and and then especially if you can, you're, you know, when you're fabulous like you are, Amanda is also my personal accountant. So I'm excited to have her. <laughs> um, and I I found Amanda originally because you know as we I, we got into real estate investing syndications and we're doing more and more complicated real estate investing deals and wanted to get figure out what to do tax wise we asked around and several people people we really admire all pointed all pointed us to Amanda. So that's how um, I found Amanda, and I'm excited to have her here today, so she can share some of her um, wisdom with um, with you, you ladies out there. Uh, So, Amanda, I have so many questions that I want to ask you, Um, and I want to start though first with your real estate investing. How did you how did you get started as a real estate investor?
2: Oh, that's a very good question. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a rags-to-riches type of story <laughs> like a lot of my clients. Um, uh, I actually am um, the third generation of real estate investors in my family, and so when wow. my my grandparents, yeah, when my grandparents immigrated to the U.S. Uh, many years ago, they got into real estate and um, and then my parents did some real estate. Uh, for me, though, I you know I kind of was taught the traditional route. I'm sure you you've um, heard of rich dad, poor dad, the book, right? Oh yeah, By Robert mm-hmm. Kiyosaki. <laughs> um, so it wasn't so so I went to school. I you know I kind of had the poor dad. Um, uh, mentality growing up. you know, I went to school, went to be a CPA, and never really thought anything about real estate at all, even though I come from a family of investors. And it really wasn't until I read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that um, my husband Matt and I decided that we should start investing in real estate ourselves, so that's kind of the the switch, um, you know, from 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 only just doing CPA work to to also doing CPA um, and doing real estate investing on the side. Um, but I, you know, thinking back, I've kind of been around real estate my whole life. I, I can remember my grandparents. Um, They own a bunch of condos in Las Vegas, which they still own to this day. Um, And my cousins and I, growing up, we you know we would be the free labor on the weekends, (laughs) you (laughs) know, cleaning up, doing you know when they had turnovers, we'd be painting, and sometimes we would you know paint white paint on the red blocks just for fun and write our names. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah, had exposure to that Uh, very young, you know, kind of the good, bad, and the ugly um, in terms of of real estate. (laughs)
1: that's so great. I love that. And it's it's funny how many people I mean you you grew up with it, but still it took mm-hmm. that book okay. to flip the switch mm-hmm. from yeah. into the oh wait, you know, this I this is the way to really build wealth and I'm going to start invest. I feel like when I talked to real estate investors, 9 times out of 10, it was that book
2: that caused them to get yeah. into real estate investing. It's it's, and it's been really majorly
1: transformative. That.
2: Yeah, and I think you know, for me especially, in addition to being around real estate, um, what I didn't mention, what you kind of mentioned in the introduction, was um, when I used to work for one of the big four public accounting firms, I was actually in the real estate group, and so Mm, so my job every day was to do taxes for real estate companies, real estate investors. And even then, I didn't put the two to two to together. You know, I didn't really look at the clients and say, "Oh, wow, they're making so much money and, and paying so little tax." Um, and so, it really, took this, you know, Robert Kiyosaki and his book <laughs> to, <laughs> to open my eyes to, um, you know, to the benefits of real estate investing as an asset and um, and you know, obviously the the wonderful tax things associated with it. So, yeah, I think a lot of people find that surprising. <laughs> Well,
1: well, that's that leads me to my my next question, which is, you know, what are some of the tax benefits of investing in real estate? I think it is when people do find out what it, how many benefits there are, it it can be surprising. So, what are some of the the tax benefits?
2: I think, um, you know, one of the biggest ones is depreciation. Um, you know, that's the ability to write off the purchase price of the real estate property over time, and that's really just something that you don't get with any other asset classes. You know, if you're someone who does stock, yeah. stock market, you know, you know, I'm sure um, for people who invest in the stock market, the stocks will go up and down throughout, you know, but if you have stock prices that go down, it doesn't necessarily mean we get a tax deduction for it. Um, so that's one of the biggest benefits is, um, and you know, as an investor, I'm sure you you, know, you guys all deal with leverage all the time. And so depreciation yes. really is the ability to take a deduction on other people's money, right so if we buy a property for a hundred you know we buy a hundred thousand um, dollar single family home and we put zero money down, um our depreciation for tax deduction is still calculated based on a hundred thousand dollars so that's amazing when you think about it. It's like wow, I'm taking a deduction with virtually no money out of pocket um, today right so at some time at some point we will have paid off that $100,000 loan but in terms of today I'm taking such a huge benefit on the bank's money right that's something that's extremely uh extremely powerful that's that I don't Incredible. really be available yeah in other asset classes um not so far at least you know maybe there might be some changes yeah. to the tax law which we might talk about later I don't I'm sure you have questions yeah. for me about that but as of today <laughs> really great <laughs> So yeah
1: the appreciation is huge what What are some of the other benefits from that you can get through I guess, what other tax benefits that real estate investing can give you
2: yeah, I mean, for real estate investors, I think it depends um, this will differ from taxpayer to taxpayer um you know if you're someone who has a full time job and no other assets, then you know that does give you the ability to write off other expenses like home office and cell phones mm-hmm. and um you know those what we call grateful expenses, just we're grateful to be able to deduct it because these are things that we're spending money on anyway. Right? And right. for someone who might um, be just kind of a W-2 employee and not have any other investments, you know, if you, again, going back to kind of just comparing stocks, if you're someone who has the stock market, well, odds are you're not writing off your computer, you're not writing off your home office, you, you know, you're not writing off your travel cost. Um, real estate, on the other hand, um, these, you know, a lot of these personal expenses can legitimately become tax deductions. So that's another added benefit in terms of, you know, real estate investors versus some other type of asset class. And what I know is, you know, for myself and for a lot of our investors, travel <laughs> is a big one. Um, yeah. Because you know, for investors, I think there's just this characteristic that I'm sure for, for you ladies too, right? Wherever you go, um, you're probably all looking at real estate. I, I, know, I, I know I am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I me, am.
2: I'm always like, gosh, I would like to invest here. Maybe this will be a second home. Maybe I'll vacation here. You know, maybe I'll move here. Um, so it's just really being proactive in, um, you know, in making sure that we can take these types of tax deductions because they are perks that the IRS does allow um, for a yeah. to take. <laughs> that's
1: what, the nice thing about travel is land is everywhere. <laughs> <There's>
2: always,
1: <laughs> you can always look at land. Everywhere yeah, and
2: you real know, estate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and real estate is everywhere too. I mean, the I do yeah. want to add in though. Um, you know that one of the the more common mistakes that we see in terms of of tax deductions. Um, with respect to travel, is that in order for travel to be deductible, you really want to make sure you have a predetermined business purpose for going there. So you know, even yeah. though we say, okay, well, we're going to Hawaii, and obviously there's land and, and real estate in Hawaii we can invest in. Um, but what you want to do to make it tax deductible is make sure that before you leave for Hawaii, that you have documentation to show that you have uh, various pre-arranged business reasons to be there. Um, ah. Some examples might be, you know, maybe you know, have some email correspondences with the realtor to say, hey, here's what I'm looking for. You know, three bedroom, two baths, close to the beach, what's the market rent there? And let's you and I schedule some time Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, these time slots to go look at properties. Right? Or sign up for a real estate class that's maybe only taught in Hawaii. Um, those help to substantiate your flight and your hotel to be tax deductible. And it's a really um, slight distinction right? because if you think about it, if you said, okay, I have these emails to show that I have um, the pre-arranged meetings in Hawaii, the IRS looks at that and says, okay, well, the reason that Monique and Denise went to Hawaii was to investigate real estate, hence the Mm -hmm. travel cost and everything is deductible. on the other hand, if there are no records and Monique and, yeah, Monique and Denise are just in Hawaii hanging out and they say, gosh, <laughs> we're bored, let's go look at real estate, then the IRS will right. disallow the deduction because they say, well, e- these are just two girlfriends going to Hawaii and having fun, and they said, well, since we're here, let's just look at some real estate. Right? So that's right. the distinction of why it's important to have a um, predetermined uh, meetings and um, you know business activities before you actually go there. Uh, that, is that is a so really helpful. great tip. Yeah,
1: yeah. What are some are other? Because I, I can imagine a lot of people make that mistake um, <laughs> when they're, they they don't <laughs> like pre. Uh, they don't, they don't like set it up beforehand. What are some other mistakes that you see real estate investors making regarding their taxes?
2: Other mistakes um, I, I think the most common one um, as a, as simple as it sounds is really just deducting expenses on the tax returns um, you know for people who do rental real estate, we all know we can deduct mortgage interest and property taxes and you know property insurance right, management fees. those are things that are rarely missed, uh, but what I think I see missed a lot are these um, General business expenses that we kind of talked a little bit about earlier, you know, in terms of uh, travel, travel expenses, car expenses, maybe buying real estate mm. books or self-improvement types of books, right? Or maybe you know taking um, a partner or investor out to dinners or a show to discuss business things. So just you know, laptop, um, cell phone. These are just again as simple as that sounds. <laughs> Those are all the things that I see missed most often. Um, and I think it's probably two reasons. Um, one is people are oftentimes confused as to what actually is tax deductible versus just personal stuff. Um, right. And uh, and I too, I think a lot of times people just don't want to deal with record keeping. <laughs> receive yeah. and, you know blah 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 nobody likes that and you know i understand <laughs> i'm one of those people too <laughs> um, <laughs> but otherwise you're losing you're leaving so much money on the table yeah sure. exactly and, and i think you know and how much are you losing it really depends on who the taxpayer is but you know if you have someone who's you know, single or married couple making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars combined. You know, your federal tax rate could be you know thirty percent plus, right? So that means every hundred dollars right. of expenses that you track. Let's say your cell phone bill is a hundred bucks. Well, that's a thirty dollar saving per month on that yeah, one that little that's item. that's huge.
0: Right?
2: And um, yeah, and those are so important. What I love about those is that um, you know we can all spend money to take a tax deduction, right? So uh, we can hire a, an attorney, uh, whatever we pay them, we get a deduction. But, I don't know, I mean, if we don't need an attorney, we wouldn't necessarily spend the money on that. Um, but things like home office, car expenses, cell phones, laptops, what I love about those is that those are money you're spending anyway. Right. You, you're going to know right. whether you're in real estate or not in real estate. And so um, if we're spending the money already, then it's very important that we make sure we look at what can be moved over from that personal non-deductible bucket into a deductible bucket. Um, I just said you know, earlier, the, the, I, I imagine the reason people don't deduct these is because they don't know what is tax deductible. And so yeah. um, the, the best... I guess, tip I would say is, you know, if you're a real estate investor, whenever you're spending money on something, always ask yourself, is this expense ordinary for my real estate business? And ordinary, another way to look at it is, is it reasonable that someone in the real estate business would need this expense in order to do their business, right? So, and so if right. you're you know, buying paper at Costco or you're buying stamps, um, is it is it ordinary that you know would an ordinary investor have this as an expense? If the answer is yes, then you should track it as a, a tax deductible expense. Such a good tip. Yeah, that is really really so, valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, and I I do want to say real quick because I I, I get this question very often mm-hmm. um, when we do speaking engagements is you know when we talk about business expense. Um, Business does not necessarily mean you have to have an LLC or a corporation or a partnership, okay? If you're someone who owns rental real estate, you have a real estate business. So if you traveled or you you buy paper or supplies, those could all be tax deductible items, you know, assuming that it's related to your rental real estate. OK, so just because you don't have an LLC or a partnership or a corporation, it doesn't mean that you can't take advantage of all these legitimate deductions that we've been talking about today. OK, so even if you buy real estate in your own
1: name, um, like mm-hmm. my first purchase was a duplex that, I, that was owned in my own name, mm-hmm. Then I had a, a real estate mm-hmm. business and I could take all of those legitimate business
2: deductions. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And that's you know something I hear people say a lot. Say, "Oh, I love it. I can't wait to take all the deductions. Let me go and form an LLC." <laughs> well, you don't really need an LLC. You just need to you know be doing real estate. Right? Okay.
1: So, well, that that brings me to my next question, though, in terms of legal entities. Um, so, if you don't necessarily need one, you know what. Mm-hmm. What, if any, type of legal entity is best for real estate investors? Mm-hmm.
2: So do, you, you know, do you need one? And if, you, if, and if
1: yeah. you do, when do you need one? And what? What should it be?
2: Yeah, and that's a really good question. The answer is really going to vary um, from investor to investor. Um, and usually I, I like to break it down into two different types. Uh, of real estate, because uh, you know when we say we do real estate, there's you know there, I mean as you guys know there's a lot of different real estates. Are we talking about apartments, single-family homes? Are we doing fix and flip, wholesale? You know, I mean, w- right. what exactly is it? Um, on the tax side, we split into two major categories. One is considered investment, and those are um, just long-term hold, essentially. Okay, commercial, single family, residential, those are the long-term hold real estate. And then the second bucket is what we consider active real estate. Those are things that you're working for. Um, you know, examples would be real estate commissions or um, fix and flip, okay. wholesale, or if you're a syndicator in a syndication, those are the active side of things. Um, and we break those down into two different components because they, uh, that helps us to determine what kind of legal entity or you know, if you actually – um, need one, so if we look at okay. you know the active the, the the on the rental on the long term rental side for investment purposes, uh, there's really no benefit or detriment to have an LLC because we just talked about you have all the same deductions and everything. So really, the reason for an LLC on your rentals would just only be for asset protection purposes. Um, okay. I'm not an attorney, so uh, that would really be something an attorney would advise on, you know, when and how many and what state to form it in and all those things. Okay. Um, for, the, for the active real estate, you know, commission, syndication, acquisition fee income, those kinds of things, that's a little bit more specific to the person. Um, generally, we recommend having a legal entity, um, you know, depending on how much income you're making, it could save, You anywhere from seven to fifteen percent in terms of taxes. So you know that's something that definitely um, should be discussed with uh, a tax advisor. Yes, that was something I discussed with you. (laughs)
1: You know, as we were
2: starting
1: our syndication (laughs) business, yeah, yeah, and and then we ended up forming LLCs for for our businesses um, as well. Yes. uh, I appreciate yeah. you, you making that distinction between yeah. the the buy and hold and and then the more active type of real estate investing.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know, and even in your situation too. I mean, in anyone's situation, the entity structure might change. You know, so if we say, well, Monique, here's how much you're making this year, maybe we'll be an LLC next year. If you're making a lot more money, uh, we can file something with the IRS to say, well, then let's turn this LLC into a corporation just for tax purposes, right? So even throughout your lifetime as an investor, um, it's important to make sure that your entity. Identity, I guess, changes accordingly based on you know what's the most favorable in terms of current tax law and how much money you're making at that point in time.
1: That's good advice. So I guess the the advice then to to anyone listening is to talk to your to your tax advisor about this so maybe, maybe yearly,
2: so that you know, or
1: as as you make big changes, you know what type of structure is best for you.
2: Yes, yeah. Definitely. I think you know, and I think maybe a lot of times people are afraid, um, to talk to their CPA, because, uh, you know, they they're afraid it's gonna be very involved or always getting bad news, you know, just <laughs> how much money you're gonna owe. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very important to just keep that line of communication open. Um, you know, you know when the guy always tell this to our clients, we don't always have to have a two hour call or come into the office. You know, it could be an email with one or two sentences and from there you know, just say, hey, Amanda, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking of doing this indication, or hey, I'm thinking of refinancing on that property. From there, we can help advise you and say, okay, great, here's what we would recommend, or um, let's discuss this, or let's consider, you know, these other two options. Um, you know, so, so keeping your advisor informed on the transactions before you actually implement those steps will be very helpful um, so you can get the right guidance if there's tax implications. Mm, that's so good, and
1: I I would also add that you want to make sure that you have an accountant that is really knowledgeable about real estate investing and all of those various um, all of the various repercussions of decisions. Because I, I I don't know if you've seen it in your experience, but not not everyone knows about all of the the various benefits that one could take. Not a, not everyone is as informed. Um, so I think it's helpful to have a really knowledgeable. CPA, somebody who really knows real estate investing,
2: like Amanda. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do suggest that because I, I do, um, you know, every, every year we'll probably come across a handful of investors who don't take depreciation. Um, in fact, one year, a couple years ago, I um, met with a lady who's owned real estate for 12 years got a handful of properties, never took depreciation on any of them. And, you know, if, you, if um, oh. someone listening has that question, very easy to do. Pull up your tax return or get a copy from um, your, old, you know, your, your, your CPA from last year. There's a line on the rental schedule called depreciation. Right? So look on that line. Make sure there are numbers in that line. That's how you know whether you're taking depreciation or not. And you definitely
1: want to be taking depreciation if you own property
2: because it's a huge tax
1: benefit okay well we're getting a little short on time but I want to ask a quick question before we get we end with a round of trinities as we always do Uh, because this week is the inauguration there's a new um, administration coming in so what do you think are some changes to the tax law that may be
2: coming up that people should be aware of Mm-hmm. Oh, great question, <laughs> and that's actually my question as well. <laughs> um, you know, the truth is at this point in time um we're we're very far from what the ultimate tax changes will be that will be implemented right So the new administration mm-hmm. will take uh will will uh take place, then there will be proposals and there will be votes. So realistically, um, when will we see tax changes? Probably, I would say the earliest would be in the third quarter of 2017. And one of the unknowns okay. is with those that get approved, is it going to be retroactive January 2017, or is it going to be you know proactive into 2018? Okay, that's part mm-hmm. of the unknown. Um, what we know that is good is that under the elected president. Um, we don't anticipate taxes to go up, right? So that's a good news. Sure. Um, had the outcome been different, we would be having a very different conversation about increasing taxes and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, generally speaking, we are not anticipating a tax increase. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. You know, would there be decreases? And how do we take advantage of those types of loopholes um, that's yet to be seen? There's one thing that has been proposed, which is something that we as investors should all keep an eye out for, um, Our proposed changes to legal entities. So right now, um, under the current law, um, S-corporations and LLCs and partnerships don't pay any income taxes. And so if we own rental real estate, like for example, in an LLC, um, we the LLC pays no tax, the rental income would flow through to our personal income tax return, and then we would pay taxes on that rental income at the personal level. Okay. One of the proposals is that the LLCs and partnerships um, should start paying its own taxes. Um, and the proposal is that okay. that tax is a flat 15% tax rate. So on the face of it, it's great. We love it, right? Because you know, if we're paying higher than 15%, then great. We'd rather have our LLC pay at 15%. Um, so if that comes out and gets approved, that's a great thing. One um, of the unknowns, though, is once the LLC pays taxes on that rental income, if us as taxpayers, let's say Monique wanted to take the money out and go on vacation or buy other rentals or go shopping, um, does Monique also have to pay taxes when we take the money out? Okay. If the answer is no, uh, okay. then great. If the answer is yes, then that could be detrimental because we might be looking at a double taxation issue where LLC is paying a lower rate, and then when we take it out later, we have to pay at a little little bit of taxes too. So that's still kind of up in the air in terms of how it is. Um, Another proposal that we just want to keep an eye out on may be um, changes to 1031 exchange, um, which really is just the ability to sell a property, defer the taxes, by reinvesting the money into um, other real estate. So that's something that's proposed to be taken away or changed somehow. Um, but, again, too early to really know whether that will take place or not. But keep an eye out for real estate investors for sure. Okay.
1: All right. Well, we're running out of time. Oh, my gosh. I want I have like a million other Yay. questions for you. <laughs> um, this is so <laughs> great, Amanda. Thank you. you. got so many wonderful, wonderful nuggets out of that. Um, you know we're we only have about a minute left. We don't have time for all the trinities, but I would love to hear a brag from you <laughs> before we go
2: and, and end the show <laughs> a quick 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 brag oh, okay
1: what are you celebrating
2: um right now? my my i'm celebrating i'm actually celebrating something from last year, so last year um I was um Approached by Bigger Pockets, and we published my first book. It's called Tax Saving Strategies for the Savvy Real Estate Investor. Yeah, I got some good reviews on Amazon, which I'm I'm really happy about. So I'm bragging about the book and the wonderful reviews that I have received from you know people who read it that I've never met. <laughs> well, Yeah, so well. Where brag. can people get it? Um, You can get it from Amazon um, and also I think BiggerPockets website. It's called Tax Saving Strategies for the Savvy Real Estate Investor.
0: Awesome. So if you're listening, go and download or buy that book immediately and show Amanda your appreciation for all the information uh, she gave us today. Do we want to just – round it out and have you do a gratitude and a desire, Amanda? Sure.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, I am grateful. This is a funny one. I'm grateful that I have teeth. As I went to the dentist yesterday, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> they told me how important good teeth are because I, I didn't know that, but, you know, having bad teeth is, uh, could cause all kinds of, you know, heart and other health issues. So I'm very grateful I have teeth. All right. So good. Um, That's a good
0: gratitude. (laughs) Beautiful
2: gratitude. Yes. Yes. I think my desire, you know, I think my desire really, I think um, we had a really good year last year just in terms of family, health, and business, and my desire for 2017 is really more of the same. i like to have, you know, a repeat of last year.
0: (laughs) Mm, So shall it be something better
2: beyond your
0: wildest dreams.
1: Better than yeah. yes so good such a beautiful wonderful trinity thank you so much amanda for being with us today that was uber fantastically fabulously helpful yeah thank you so much thank for
0: having you. me and monique do you want to give a yes. trinity
1: oh sure well do i we have time I, just, I brag well it's it's a little over but it'll that's okay um i brag that um what do I brag? I brag that I was um, just in Albuquerque. I was there Monday, get back yesterday, uh, checking on the rehab. We are rehabbing 128 apartments. Uh, but we had just, I went to check on the first yeah. batch just to see and give the approval and it's coming along really great so i just i brag i brag that and when i was flipping houses it was my favorite thing to do which is you know doing the rehab and i'm so excited i get to do it times 128 <laughs> so um i love awesome. that <laughs> um and i am grateful for i'm grateful for amanda being here this was really awesome <laughs> so i'm grateful for your presence and i desire um I desire to publish my book this year. I'm in the middle of writing a book for real estate investor goddesses and I desire uh, to be published and to be well-received
0: as well. Well, that's my desire. So shall it be or something better beyond your wildest dreams and I'll do a bullet brag since i time. I brag yeah. that I am five pounds lighter because I've been doing this allergy test. I mm-hmm. am well grateful. <laughs> thank you. I'm grateful I'm grateful to you, Amanda, as well. You gave us some really good information uh, and tips for our ladies. And I desire – I've been seeing those Facebook like this time four years ago, and I realize that the last four years have been the best four years of my life. And so I desire that the Uh next four years be even better. So with that Uh said, you can find us online uh, on Facebook at realestateinvestorgoddesses.com or goddesses. And then also our website is realestateinvestorgoddesses.com. And remember, in real estate, keep it pleasurable and keep it juicy. Amanda, thank you for joining us. And Monique, I'll talk to you later. Okay. okay thank you.
1: We'll, we'll hear you all next week. Bye.